This episode of the NASCAR betting preview show is sponsored by Atlas Hair. Now, guys, I just got one question for you. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've actually got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up there to make the most of what we've got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face but we could at least give you a fighting chance. AtlasHair.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. Welcome in, race fans, to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show podcast, Xfinity Series Edition, Episode 24. My name is Mike Bachman. I am the host of this show. And ladies and gentlemen, it is Championship Weekend. We are here. The final race of the NASCAR season has arrived, and it's hard to believe that we are at the end of the season. It has been such an awesome year across all three of NASCAR's National Series. But of course, as for the Xfinity Series, It has been an incredible year full of storylines, full of new winners and, you know, new drivers that are coming in and finally winning and been a lot of narrative and a lot of storylines, especially coming out of last weekend's race at Martinsville Speedway. We're going to do a brief recap and just talk about some of the uh, bigger stories and obviously the playoff implications that followed and then go into a deep dive into the championship race at Phoenix. We'll break down the championship four, talk best bets from the head-to-head market to the prop market and much more. So kick back with your favorite adult beverage and let's get into this thing, guys, because we have a championship four and God, I am so excited for this championship four. We're going to be crowning a new NASCAR Xfinity Series champion in 2023. And Justin Allgaier rescued his season and punched his championship four ticket in a wild race at Martinsville. Pandemonium. Absolute pandemonium in this race. And obviously, Justin Allgaier, an emotional win, uh, first win at Martinsville, and finally getting the job done. He now enters this race at Phoenix with all the momentum in the world, riding high and feeling good. Uh, Fourth win of the season for that seven car. I feel like that's kind of been a little bit swept under the rug only because we've talked about and documented Justin Allgaier's inconsistencies. You know, Junior Motorsports kind of as a whole, especially in the beginning of the year, was certainly behind the eight ball more, more so than, you know, JGR and some of these other powerhouse teams. But they were have been able to Put it together and, you know, with Justin Allgaier and Sam Mayer, both with four wins on the year, uh, Justin Allgaier, you know, certainly was right there with Austin Hill in terms of, you know, breaking into like that big three that we did have for the Xfinity Series. Well, Austin Hill, his name you won't see on the championship four ballot, and we will talk about that. But Justin Allgaier, man, I mean, somehow, some way, he pulls these wins out of his out of his ass. And there he is standing in victory lane to punch his chicken into the punches ticket uh, into the championship four. But like I said, absolute pandemonium. And we are going to talk about Sheldon Creed versus Austin Hill for a minute. The overtime restart 
uh, where both RCR drivers looked in prime position to insert both of their names on the championship four ballot, along with Sam Mayer and what was going to be John Hunter Nemechek. Um, but unfortunately, neither car is in the championship four here at Phoenix. Now, I'm not going to sit here and go through the entire last two laps and what happened. Um, you guys probably watched the race, but we know that Sheldon Creed and Austin Hill both have a bit of history with each other. We remember back at Bristol uh, where Sheldon Creed just misjudged the corner and just took out Austin Hill by accident. Um, that certainly did not help things and kind of sparked a little bit of bad blood, especially in the playoffs. And both drivers have just been getting in each other's uh, fenders, you know, more times than not recently. Um, but you have both drivers starting on the front row and you come out of turn three and Sheldon Creed, what looked like Put, a, put the foot on the brakes a little bit, busted Austin Hill's radiator, he spins out. Um, I don't see it that way. Now, I really don't. Now, Austin Hill's perspective, his side of the story, thinks Creed did not race him fairly, necessarily gave him a chance in the corner, and he does feel that he, that Creed parked the car in three, caused him to wreck. Sheldon Creed gave a very professional response, which is very admirable. Um, but look, guys, thinking bigger picture here on the season, it has been well documented. Um, both drivers here at RCR, Austin Hill started the season off like a rocket, um, you know, has gotten four wins this year and has obviously been miles away better than Sheldon Creed has been. You know, Creed has kind of been in the shadows of Austin Hill all season, and I just feel like the pressure certainly is added up especially when we continue to talk about oh Sheldon Creed's not in victory lane yet like you know Sheldon Creed's time is coming and time after time he has let win after win slip away whether it's been his own doing or not time and time again Sheldon Creed has been so damn close and he just has not been able to finish the job and unfortunately this is another representation of that but I do not believe that he intentionally break checked Austin Hill coming out of coming out of turn three uh, because Sheldon Creed is fighting for his championship life and a win means you are in to potentially compromise that by just making your teammate pissed off and retaliating by the way that maybe he was raced earlier um, I just think is absolutely insane you know drivers get in that car every week to go win and Sheldon Creed is long overdue um, so there was there was going to be no greater win for him than uh, this at Martinsville that would give him a chance to run at a championship at a track that he's been very good at uh, in his career. So I don't buy that one bit. I know it looks like he may have done that, but the way he drove that corner and the amount of momentum he was carrying, he needed to slow up. Um, I think Austin Hill just absolutely pancaked his rear end and, you know, that was it. And then all hell breaks loose and both of them, you know, Sheldon Creed doesn't get the win. Austin Hill spins out and, you know, that, that, that's what happens. You know, this is racing. Uh, Martinsville has become a track that is not so kind to teammates, you know, but it's not like Sheldon Creed just blatantly took out Austin Hill like Ty Gibbs did to Brandon Jones last year. Um, it's just not like that. It's completely different, but both drivers have had history 
And the biggest thing to me is the comments that Richard Childress and Andrew Petrie, Andy Petrie made uh, regarding Sheldon Creed. You know, Richard Childress going out there and saying Sheldon Creed's the stupidest driver that's ever raced for his team. I mean, that's absolutely uncalled for. Um, I know Sheldon Creed is on the outs and heading to JGR next year, which, by the way, Austin Hill, thanks for that. I mean, you know, don't really, uh, don't really agree with that. And, you know, kind of spoiling the moment for Creed. Uh, but he's on to bigger and better things, obviously. And, you know, it's just part of it, you know, in the moment type stuff. But for Richard Childress to come out and, you know, say something like that about one of your current drivers is uncalled for when the blame is 100% not one-sided. This should not fall on Sheldon Creed's shoulders because Austin Hill should have been aware of the point situation. He was reportedly not at the time. And honestly, should have just ran his own race to get himself into the championship. Um, so, you know, got to put ego aside. And unfortunately, both drivers, they're not racing for a championship. They're racing for pride right now. But I know Austin Hill is going to be happy to not see Sheldon Creed in that stable and in the office every single week. Uh, Jesse Love will be uh, taking over that car. And I know that he's very excited about that. And look, Sheldon Creed, the best thing for him is a change of scenery, you know, obviously going to JGR. And look, it's going to be very interesting to see how Sheldon Creed does head to head over Austin Hill next year. Just knowing how good Hill was this year, he's going to have more wins, obviously a championship contender next year. And, you know, Sheldon Creed, we talk about his talent. We talk about how he's overdue for a win. I mean, to run in JGR equipment, that's going to be great for him. So I'm very curious to see what that looks like. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, pandemonium for sure, but it is unfortunate that these things certainly do happen. We even had some altercation between Sammy Smith and John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, Sammy Smith, who, man, got to give him the respect. He is a short track ace and certainly has a lot of speed. Um, really probably should have won that race, but um, wasn't appreciative of the way John Hunter Nemechek raced him at the end. Um, so enemies are certainly being created at Martinsville Speedway uh, when it comes to teammates. But regardless, Justin Allgaier gets that win, and it is Allgaier, Cole Custer, John Hunter Nemechek, and Sam Mayer running for a championship. Uh, before we do take a look at those drivers, um, a couple of small pieces of news uh, that did come out. This was pretty much known, but Cole Custer officially back in the double zero uh, for next year in the Xfinity program. So Cole, if he does not win the championship this weekend, uh, we'll get another shot in Xfinity next year. Um, you know, there, it could have been interesting if Cole was maybe a candidate for that number 10 car and cup um, with Eric Almarola stepping away, but he will not be in that 10 car. He'll be back in, in the Xfinity series next year. So that's pretty good. And then longtime crew chief Jason Ratcliffe will call his final race from atop the pit box this weekend, and he will serve as a crew chief mentor for Joe Gibbs Racing Xfinity and ARCA program. So Jason Ratcliffe, longtime crew chief, uh, made his 800th uh, career start uh, last weekend at Martinsville. So big milestones for him, has had a lot of success in both Cup and Xfinity. So uh, big congratulations to him, and he will now serve as a mentor for you know the up-and-coming crew chiefs atop those pit boxes so pretty awesome stuff there but now guys let's preview this championship four let's preview this race at phoenix race number 33 of the year stages breaking at 45 45 and 110 laps respectively 
final race of the year. We are crowning a champion in the desert this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. A few notables to highlight. Derek Krause back in the number 11 for Carlig Racing. Myatt Snyder back in the number 19 for JGR. And Raja Karuth getting a start in the number 17 card for Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what Raja can do in that type of equipment. A lot of a lot of eyes on that driver, very talented young driver looking for a good opportunity. So this could be a good audition for that young man to potentially get a bigger and better ride in the Xfinity series. Uh, Ty Gibbs, defending winner of this race last year. Sammy Smith won this race in the spring. So with that said, let's talk about the championship four. I do want to start with the driver who was the first to punch his ticket, Sam Mayer. His first championship four appearance. Uh, best finish in Xfinity in points was seventh. That was last year. And he comes into this race, 18 top 10 finishes, 12 top fives, four wins. Got his first win this year at Road America, three wins on road courses. And then, of course, uh, was able to get that elusive win at Homestead, punching his ticket into the championship four and getting his first win on an oval. Um, he was 11th in the spring race here this year. And look, Sam Mayer definitely comes into this weekend as the driver with the biggest hill to climb because, number one, he does not have any cup experience. We are looking at drivers here, John Hunter, Cole Custer, Justin Allgaier, all with cup series experience. And I certainly do think that that matters. Not to mention, Mayer doesn't have any experience in the championship four. Um, so there's going to be a lot of pressure for this young man to compete with John Hunter, Cole Custer, Justin Allgaier, you know, some of the big three in the sport this year. Um, his performance on tracks, short tracks, not been great. One top 10 this season uh, on track shorter than one mile in length. That happened at Dover, you know, but again, Mayer struggled heavily in the, in the playoffs and came up clutch when it mattered. So that's why he's here. I am very excited that he is here because if not this year, next year, Sam Mayer is going to be a force, I think, with more maturity, with more growth. Um, he continues to make, you know, minor mistakes and is a little careless behind the wheel, but that all comes with growth. Um, regardless, I do think he's going to have the biggest hill to climb. I don't think it's out of the question for him to potentially come through and win this thing, um, but certainly somebody that is going to need to put together the perfect race uh, to come away with the win. Let's take a look at Cole Custer. Cole Custer, his third championship for appearance, uh, has finished runner-up in Xfinity twice, both in 2018 and 2019. This season, 20 top 10 finishes, 13 top fives, and two wins for Cole Custer, both coming on road courses uh, at Chicago and Portland, at Phoenix, started this race on pole, finished 12th this year, and, you know, Cole Custer, his story of his career has been runner-up finishes. You know, he was second behind Tyler Reddick in 2018 and 2019, and he's a driver that coming into this season, I think we all expected was just going to absolutely tear it up. You know, win five plus races, be the undisputed favorite to win the championship. It hasn't been like that. It was a struggle for Cole to start the year. Finally got that win at Portland, you know, followed it up with the win at Chicago, even though 
you still have an asterisk on that one because they had to literally call the race. They could not finish the damn thing. Um, and look, he hasn't won since that race, obviously. But the consistency is there, has had a very solid uh, playoff run. It's just, you know, it's it's going to be a little difficult for him, I think, to compete with some of these other guys. But look, started on pole in the spring. He could certainly bring qualifying speed, and that track position is going to be important. Um, but, you know, I think it's going to have I think it's going to have to wait till next year for Cole Custer. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, but regardless, has put together a solid year and is here fighting for the championship. Let's talk about John Hunter Nemechek. John Hunter Nemechek, it's his first championship for appearance. His best Xfinity finish was seventh back in 2019. And this season, 24 top 10s, 17 top fives, seven wins, finished sixth during the spring race here at Phoenix. And look, John Hunter Nemechek has been very good at these short tracks. He won at Martinsville in the spring, absolutely wiped the floor at New Hampshire back in July. And he was up front in this Phoenix race, uh, led some laps. He's been everything that we have expected him to be. He has been very consistent in the playoffs. You know, he won at Texas to to reach the round of eight, was in contention at Martinsville, but, you know, he, he, has, he did not win in the round of eight, so he's certainly looking for that as well. I mean, take a look at Joe Gibbs Racing. They have won back-to-back Xfinity Series championships with Ty Gibbs and Daniel Hemrick. Um, John Hunter Nemechek profiles to be the favorite this weekend. He could absolutely come in and dominate. Um, we have picked our spots with John Hunter this year. Um, we were off of him last week, certainly, but we've picked our spots with John Hunter. I'm a little weary that he's going to come in and absolutely dominate. I really am. Um, but he has had an unbelievable year making the jump to cup in 2024 and much deserved uh, because he has just got so much talent and you know can he can he cap it off with an Xfinity Series championship Um, quite possible but we got to talk about one more driver here Justin Allgaier Justin Allgaier the elder statesman in this group 37 years old it's his sixth championship for appearance finished runner-up in the point standings in 2020 Uh, This season, 19 top 10 finishes, 14 top fives, and four wins. Started this race in second, finished 36th in the spring after wrecking, but did win both stages. He swept the stages here. And look, Justin Allgaier, I think, is the guy to beat this weekend. Um, I really do. You you, you, You factor in the emotional win at Martinsville to keep his Xfinity Series championship hopes alive you know he has been very up and down it's been a hills and valleys type season for Justin Allgaier especially as it relates to how we've bet him but Phoenix is one of Allgaier's best racetracks he's got 26 starts with 17 top 10 finishes nine top fives and two wins here and again he was he swept both stages and had a streak of Five straight top tens before crashing in this race um, last in the spring. So you look at the numbers and you look at Justin Allgaier still looking for his first Xfinity Series championship. I do think he's going to be the guy to beat because he's got that win from last week. He's, you know, riding on his horse for sure. 
Um, and I think the experience here is going to matter. And I think that this is his best chance understanding who else is in this field, just experience-wise in these types of spots, that Justin Allgaier has the advantage there. That team always brings fast cars here to Phoenix, and I don't think it's going to be any different. Um, so I think Justin Allgaier, he's my favorite to win this championship. John Hunter Nemechek is a very, very close second, and then Cole Custer and Sam Mayer following suit. But it is a compelling and going to be very exciting race between these four. So let's now take a look at the odds board on Caesars Sportsbook and take a look at some of the lines and what the books are expecting this weekend. And they're expecting John Hunter Nemechek to be that guy. Plus 160 in the outright market. Justin Allgaier is there at plus 325. Cole Custer plus 375. And then Sam Mayer is down there at 7-1. to one. So obviously the books are not giving Mayer the respect as some of these other heavy hitters here in the championship four. But nonetheless, those are your four drivers that are leading the odds board. Sammy Smith is there at plus 850, defending winner of the spring race. Riley Herbst is there at plus 1,200. Austin Hill is 15 to 1. Josh Berry is 18 to 1. Sheldon Creed and Chandler Smith both at 20 to 1. Daniel Hemrick, 30 to 1. Brandon Jones, 45 to 1. So it's a very short odds board. Um, the numbers are not that great. There's a few drivers further down the board that I do like their prices at that I do have some stock in. Um, but we will be betting some of these championship drivers. Um, and I think that there are spots where you absolutely can. Um, I will say in the prop market, in most other markets, we're looking at other drivers elsewhere, because again, there is a lot of value to be had with some of these other drivers that are still racing for pride. Um, but certainly in the outright market, we are going to have, um, some of these, uh, championship hopefuls in or on our card. Let's now Take a look at the card and put out some bets for the final race of the Xfinity Series season. We're going to start in the head-to-head -head market, and we are fading Josh Berry heavily this weekend. Josh Berry, it's been a great run. Good luck in Cup next year in that number four car, um, but I'm fading you heavily this weekend. Chandler Smith, plus 105 over Josh Berry on Superbook is the first matchup of the card. I think you bet I think you fade Josh Berry for good reason. I do not expect him to come out here and do much. He's got the good he's got the good track record on short tracks, but this year is just, you know, it has not been his year. And look, I've I've said it multiple times. I can never be on the right side of Josh Berry, especially uh, when I bet him. And I just think Chandler Smith is going to be the better driver here. He won this matchup in the spring, finished fifth to Josh Berry's eighth place. And you look at tracks that are comparable to Phoenix. It's a tough one to compare, but you look at Richmond, you look at New Hampshire, some of them was more Florida, uh, flatter, shorter tracks. Chandler Smith won both of those matchups head-to-head -head as well. So he's had a rough go of it, has crashed out in the last two races. I was obviously very high on him last week at Martinsville and to no avail. Um, but at plus money, you get the driver who is 3-0 in this spot on comparable tracks. And... You know, Josh Berry's season has just been overshadowed by the bagel in the win column. The inconsistencies speak for themselves. I just cannot wrap my head around betting him here, so I'm fading him in this matchup. Chandler Smith, plus 105, over Josh Berry on Superbook. And I saw this matchup, too, on Superbook. Austin Hill, minus 110 over Josh Berry. I mean, I'm going to take it. <laughs> I, I really don't have an argument other than the fact that 
kind of shocked that Austin Hill is matched up with Josh Berry. Um, you know, their numbers on the odds boards certainly make sense just because they are priced similarly together. But I think Austin Hill is far and away the better driver and quite honestly going to be the better car. Um, Austin Hill is pissed off. He's angry. I think that him not being in the championship is going to further that case. And he's going to want to come out and win this race and to show all the other championship hopefuls that, you know, I should have been here and next year I will be here. So minus 110, I just think, you know, in a matchup like this, you're looking more at like minus 130 uh, for Austin Hill over Josh Berry. So I'll take minus 110. And honestly, um, I think Austin Hill is going to be really good this weekend. Um, I think the prices that you're getting at this weekend for Austin Hill in the prop and the outright market are very fruitful. And I think he's going to be better than Josh Berry uh, here in this race. So uh, I'll throw that one on there as well. Austin Hill minus 110 over Josh Berry on Superbook. But both matchups, we are fading the number eight here at Phoenix. Moving into the prop market, we're going to stick with Austin Hill and we're going to take him at a top five at plus 250. Now, we have to end our season with one of our favorite bets of the year. We get another great number this weekend. Plus 250 odds on Bet365 is awesome here. Austin Hill led 22 laps in the spring race, had an average running position of fifth before finishing seventh. And you look at those tracks that compare. I mentioned Richmond. I mentioned New Hampshire. He was ninth at Richmond, but came home third at New Hampshire. And Austin Hill has been a top five machine this year. Finished inside the top five in 50% of the races this year. And like I said earlier, he's fucking pissed off, okay? He is not racing for a championship, so I think he's going to be that much more ready to just get after it. And I think he's going to be that much quicker um, because he's not going to go out without a fight. He's not going to go out, you know, with a bad finish. So uh, plus 250 for an Austin Hill top five, the driver you're getting, the consistency he has had, um, I I like it. And I will take that uh, to start the prop market. I will also take Riley Herbst to finish in the top five at plus 170 over on Bet365. You guys know I'm a big momentum guy. Riley has got a hell of a lot of it, and he hasn't stopped. Four straight top four finishes, finished fourth in this race in the spring with an average running position of ninth, so he was a top 10 car virtually all day. Three of the last five Phoenix races, Herbst has finished inside of the top five, and not to mention he had great closing speed in this race. Finished as the second fast driver late in a run behind winner Sammy Smith in the spring. So I love Riley Herbst, man. I, I love the streak he's been on. Though He's going to finish the year with all the momentum in the world to try and cement himself as a favorite going into next year and maybe put together a little Sam Mayer-type breakout in 2024. Um, but I expect him to finish strong at a track he's been very good at. Um, so top five plus 170 for Riley Herbst is a really nice bet that I'm going to make. I'm going to take a little bit of a long shot top five. I was looking for a top five at a little bit longer odds, and I'm going to take Daniel Hemrick at plus 550 over on Bet365. His lone Xfinity Series win came here in 2021 en route to winning that championship. Uh, he was 10th in this race in the spring, but was top five in both stages and he has posted solid results at this track. Daniel Hemrick has finished sixth in the last two races, so he's been damn close at cashing this. It just takes one more position, and I think Hemrick presents the best chance at those odds for a longer shot at a top five. You know, 
he too making the jump to the cup series next year can he give Matt Colleg one final great run in Xfinity before he goes and runs 25th every week in the cup series I think he can um so I'm going to take him at plus 550 for a top five. I think it's a good number, and I think he presents the most value there when you're looking at drivers that could potentially finish in the top five that are you know, five to one and longer um, for, for that prop. So I'm going to take Daniel Hemrick there. I'm going to take Sammy Smith for a top three at plus 240 over on Bet365. And again, I know we're betting a lot of non-championship drivers, but um, Sammy Smith, I am comfortable betting a top three because of the speed he has brought. I, I was not on him at Martinsville. Um, I, I've not, I have not been on him really much this year. Um, but he obviously won this race in the spring. He was top three in both Martinsville races, fifth at Loudoun, uh, 19th at Richmond. So eh, kind of forget about that one. He comes in as the highest ranked non-playoff driver pre-practice and qualifying on winTheRace.info. He is second in true performance on short tracks this season as well. It's been an up and down rookie campaign, but he's damn good at these short tracks. And knowing that maybe he feels like one kind of got away at Martinsville last week, maybe there's a little bit of a chip on his shoulder after coming up short, and he's going to come out and you know be guns blazing and fire away over here um, this weekend. So I'm going to take Sammy Smith at a top three at plus 240 over on Bet365 to close out the prop market. And now in the outrights, I am on Justin Allgaier four to one on Superbook. Um, he is my pick to win. I do think that the experience that Allgaier has, the speed he has brought, um, he is the driver I am looking at to finally winning his first Xfinity Series championship, and I think it's going to be absolutely glorious. I will tell you, I haven't mentioned his name, and I told you he's got the toughest hill to climb, but I'm going to be on Sam Mayer personally um, because I love the driver and. I would like to be on a Sam Mayer championship if it comes to that point. He's eight to one on Superbook and DraftKings. He's seven to one most other books. Um, but look, I do think he can run in the top five and potentially have that upside. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to take him though and have him in my pocket personally, uh, just because I want I would want to be on a Sam Mayer championship bet. Um, you know, we've we've got we've gotten him twice in the win column at Homestead and Watkins Glen. Um, so, you know, I love me. I love my boy, Sam Mayer. Um, so I personally am going to be on him eight to one uh, for the championship. And then I'm going to take Austin Hill. Austin Hill, I think, is the best number. Uh, plus 1600 on DraftKings for drivers outside of the championship. Um, you're getting a number like that, again, for a driver who is still so consistent, still so good, still could close and be there at the end. Um, I'm going to take Austin Hill at 16 to 1 and add that in the outright market. Um, but I like what we got here. And again, we are looking at drivers that aren't running for a chip, but could have speed to compete. And I think we've bet those drivers here this weekend. So to recap, Here's what we got in the head-to-head market. Chandler Smith plus 105 over Josh Berry. Austin Hill minus 110 over Josh Berry on Superbook. Both of those on Superbook. We've got Austin Hill top five plus 250 on Bet365. Riley Herbst top five plus 170 on Bet365. Daniel Hemrick top five plus 550 on Bet365. Sammy Smith top three plus 240 on Bet365. And then in the outright market, we've got Justin Allgaier four to one. Sam Mayer, 8-1, Austin Hill, 
16 to 1. Those are my bets. That's the show. Let's put a bow on this thing and tear it down. But before we do, before we do, you can support the NASCAR betting preview show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. And make sure you are following at Derek Yoder underscore for all of the betting insight that you need to gain an edge on race day. Also follow at NASCAR BPS on Twitter to stay connected with what all the guys are doing in their respective shows. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at MV Bachman for more additional insight and analysis on the great sport of NASCAR. Have to thank our presenting sponsor, Atlas Hair. Use promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. Also have to thank IBT Media for powering the NASCAR betting preview show on YouTube. NASCAR Domus, our data scientist, NASCARmoney.com, and Tandem Draft providing historical data. There's so many, there's so many more people um, that are just doing incredible work for the NASCAR betting community and the industry. Um, so it's been fun watching and being part of. So let's Let's catch some winners in the desert here, ladies and gentlemen, and end this season on a high note. But thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the races this weekend, and I hope your favorite driver comes through and wins the championship, both in trucks, in Xfinity, and in Cup. It's going to be a great weekend. Thank you guys for listening. Catch Xfinity Series practice on Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the NBC Sports app, qualifying 3.30 p.m. Eastern, Saturday on USA. And, of course, the race coverage beginning 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Saturday on USA. Guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, we will recap next week and crown a champion. But until then, I'm out.